it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hopalong, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson. Hey, what can we say? The weather says February. The fishing right now, when we can get out and do it, it's saying July. And the calendar, it still says May. But, you know, I think for most of us, we are still happy to be here in Southern California. It's one of the best places anywhere in the country to be. Hey, we want to welcome everyone to another live edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am your underfished host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and it is our pleasure to have you come and hang with us this evening, especially on a damp, cool Sunday evening like we have tonight. We have a lot of variety in the show for you tonight, and I don't think you're going to want to miss a single minute of it. But before we all get started, let me introduce to you my co-host for this evening. First of all, this gentleman is the voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT. He's a pretty darn good saltwater and freshwater fisherman in his own right. Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. How are you doing, John? I don't know what's going on with the weather. I thought it was winter today. I was actually up shooting before the show in the mountains, and it was cold. <laughs> That's what I said. It's a lot like February up there. I, I think our our other co-host here is probably happy she had she got down from Bishop. I think she's down from Bishop, before uh, while she still had a chance. My other co-host is the national sales manager for Iserline, and she is an extremely proficient outdoorsman in both hunting and fishing in her own right. Mister Win Miss Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, howdy. Howdy. Well, you know, where I was this weekend, I was in Arizona picking up a German short hair pointer, and it was 111 degrees. I came home yesterday last night to rain. What a, what a difference. Oh, you know, man. And we got more weather coming in on Wednesday, so, you know, we can just look for winter's not over yet. Where's that doggone muskrat or whatever his name was? <laughs> <laughs> that rodent that saw yeah, shadow that or rodent. didn't or whatever. <laughs> Hey, guys, we've got a great show lined up for us uh, tonight. Uh, John Campbell is going to update us on the Yellowtail Derby. Uh, Captain James Nelson is uh, going to give us the inshore report. And then we're going to also have Mr. Bill Milton, lead engineer from the San Diego Port District. He's going to give us an update on what's happening with the Shelter Island Launch Ramp Improvement Project. And then with Doc Talk tonight, Captain Chuck Taft's going to just let us know what's happening offshore and then later on in the show, 
good friend of ours, haven't heard from him in a long time, Mr. Tim Goldberg from Real Speed Lube. He's going to be with us. You're going to want to hear about his products because they are definitely products you're going to be in need of. Amen. Catherine, Catherine Miller will be with us. She's going to clue us in on what's happening with Gator by the Bay. And then later on, Miss Abby Gomes or Abby Thompson or whatever she's going by this week from June Lake and Crowley Lake, she's going to be with us to tell us what's happening up there in the high Sierras and, uh, uh, you know, the opening of the uh, Sierra season. But, guys, I hope we have our first guest with us. Let us welcome uh, Jorge. Do we have John Campbell on with us yet? Good question. I guess not. I guess we're still trying to get him. Well, John Campbell is the director of the International Yelltail Derby, and uh, what he was going to do is he was going to get on. Oh, John is on. John, are you there? I can't hear you, John. Jorge, can you? Can you find... John, did we find you? Yeah, we've got, uh, we had a good first week. All right. The weather was bad, but weather wasn't good the first part. The weather got good. People are catching fish like crazy. And now it's... Oh. Whoop. Hey, John, like you know, awesome again. We when I talked to you last night, you, you had to take that yelltail uh, banner and uh, get it out of the wind. It just about blew you away. Tonight, you probably had to ring it on out, and it sounds like we're having a hard time getting connected with you. Are you still there? Mm. Just barely. Something wrong with the connection there. Oh, Wow. Okay. Hey, well, John, in uh, lieu of you uh, giving the report, I'm going to give you the update that I have. Uh, Jeremy Scott uh, took over first place in the yellowtail division with a 26-pound, 8-ounce yellowtail, caught it off the La Jolla kelp. Uh, He was in uh, a private boat. Tom uh, Liddell, he was out at the Coronados. He took over the tuna division with a 105-pound bluefin tuna. And right now, the white sea bass and the yellowtail division is uh, still uh, uh, open. And, and John, are you, are you there yet? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Take it away, John. It's time for us to maneuver it so I can talk. <laughs> so, hey, well. Uh, yeah, we've got four people in the yellowtail division and one in the current the division on right now. Wow. And, well, e- and the tuna, tuna's have been going out incredible. Boats in, in, uh, in the Coronados, three-quarter deep boats, have just been slaying roof and tuna out there. And, you know, they're, they're from 30 pounds to 100 pounds. Wow. Well, we hope to be, uh, we'll be getting that report later on from Captain Chuck Taft, along with some of the other places they're popping on up. Is, uh, is Tony uh, Liddell still in first place in the tuna division? Yes, he is. He's the only one that has reported in with the tuna, and I expect uh, a lot more people will be doing that. It's just a matter of now uh, being able to get out there. And people, the first people that uh, that reported in, both were on uh, three-quarter day boats. So uh, now there's a few other boats getting out, but it's too rough right now uh, for smaller boats. And I think it's almost too rough for, for, for open party boats uh, today, especially. Well, I know you still have uh, two open divisions. You, you don't have anything weighed in yet in the white sea bass and or the halibut division, but 
During this past week, you welcomed on a new sponsor in the halibut division. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes. We have a new uh, presenting sponsor, and that's uh, Hookup Baits. Uh, and they, uh, they, they wanted to have that particular division. They, love, they like to fish for halibut. And uh, so uh, they've jumped in, and, uh, and they're going to be the ones that make the presentation to the winner of the halibut division. Last year was a 40-pound fish, and uh, it was caught off a kayak. All right. Well, uh, it sounds like, you know, things are getting underway. When people can get out, they're catching fish. But, John, even though the Yellowtail Derby is underway and is, uh, you know, will be going until uh, uh, the beginning of, uh, of uh, uh, June, June next 4th. month, yep. uh, tell us, how can people still enter the Yellowtail Derby? Yes, people can enter any time. We've had people enter the other tournaments right up until the last two or three days, and even two of them, and those, those that did that won it. And, uh, yeah, it, was, it was amazing. And went out, one guy went out for three hours on a kayak and won the, won the whole thing. So, But, yes, you can you could enter any time. Just go online to yellowtailderby.com and uh, make your entry, especially you have to make your entry before you catch the fish. Good idea. <laughs> that is a good idea. And where do they? Uh, where can you get an entry besides uh, your local uh, uh, tackle store here in uh, San Diego? Many, many of the local tackle stores in San Diego have them, and also weight uh, slips. Or you can go online. You can go online and print out the weight slip. You can enter online, and it has all the rules, regulations, information about where things could be weighted. They could even weigh them in at. Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa. Yeah. There you go. You're not kidding. We'll, and uh, bring those bruisers into us. We can definitely handle it because there's still a lot more fish to be caught and a lot more fish to be weighed in. And, John, I know you've got prizes galore. The sponsors have come through for you big time this year. And, man, it is going to be one heck of a award ceremony when, uh, you know, the dust finally settles on this. So, Hey, thanks a lot for being with us tonight and uh, letting us uh, know what's happening and updating us. Happy to do that, John, anytime. You're a very big supporter of the Yellowtail Derby and a, and a perennial MC, so I appreciate all of you've done here. So thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thank you, John Campbell, director of the 2017 Yellowtail Derby. You know, uh, I've got to tell you, John, thanks uh, me for being the MC of the Derby, but I got to tell you, I do it because it's a heck of a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> Man, you know, Stan, you know how it is, and Wendy, when you're talking to all those people uh, about uh, how they caught their fish and and the wonderful experience they had, especially being in in a Derby like this, that's so rich in tradition, uh, it's just fun being part of the group. You're not kidding. Just being involved with it would be fun. Being able to fish in it and just catch one and weigh it in would be good. All right. Hey, uh, Jorge, uh, uh, next uh, we have scheduled Captain Jim Nelson. He was having a hard time getting in. Did Captain Jim finally get in? Yeah. I don't I guess he hasn't yet. 
Hey, Captain Nelson, you get a chance, give us a call. I know you were having trouble getting in. It looks like we are uh, uh, having some uh, uh, difficulty, difficulty uh, with the uh, the lines and uh, everything like that. Maybe the weather's got us. So, uh, Jorge, let us know when uh, Captain Nelson uh, finally does get in, okay? Hmm. I think we're I losing communication with the box. That just didn't sound like uh, Captain Nelson, did yeah. it? <laughs> hey, Wendy, like are you Captain still Nelson, with us? Sound like burp, burp. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Hey, Wendy, just quickly, when we talked to you last week, you were up in Bishop. Tell us a little bit about how that rest of the the visit up there at Bishop and Manzanar went for you. It was great. You know, my mom was an attorney at Manzanar. And so um, we had our own personal tour guide, and uh, we got to, she got to guide us through um, the barracks and what she went through and, the, and even the bathrooms and, you know, uh, what they did and how they kept uh, cool. They, you know, it was really in the summertime over in the Sierras in Bishop. It's really, really hot and really windy. And they used to dig holes in the dirt and lay down in the dirt or sit in the dirt to keep cool. So, I mean, all these little, all these little stories that we heard, it was just incredible. And I, I actually got it all on video, so I posted it to my Facebook page. So it was, it was really interesting. You know, I had a chance to go on our Facebook and watch some of that, and I was blown away. Your mom is, is just the best anyhow, but she did a great job uh, even I was really proud <laughs> You know, she is one of the, you know, few remaining. I mean, they're all getting older now. My mom was born in 1929, and it's nice to be able to, you know, hear her side of view. And she is so spunky and spry and, you know, has all her wits about her. So it was, it was really neat. That was pretty cool, i got to admit. Listening to her describe how the uh, barracks were set up and where she slept and where her family slept and where the school was and how she had to perform there. That was just a really, really interesting. I'd suggest anybody that's out there that wants a, a little bit of history, uh, find your website um, or your Facebook page and check that out. Well, thank you, Stan. You know, not only that, uh, Wendy, but in seeing the posts uh, about your family and especially your mom over the years that we've been uh, following you and that you've been with us here on Rod and Real Radio, uh, absolutely a most dynamic woman. And, and yeah, I know there's got to be a little resentment, but they, they seem to, you know, the Japanese, they seem to be doing at that time, that seemed to be what had to be done, but how they were able to bounce back from it especially after so much was taken away from them. And looking at your mom, it, it just looks like, wow, she what a fantastic lady, and, and she just never missed a step. You know, it, it is amazing how, how our family and how a lot of the families bounce back and were able to start all over again and, and um, be very productive U.S. citizens. Um, you know, my mom and dad, um, they they were bused to Burbank and Burbank didn't want them and you know it was it was really hard and especially for my mother because my mom's half Mexican and half Japanese so um, not being a full-blooded Japanese person in an internment camp with a whole bunch of full-blooded Japanese she was 
you know, uh, the other kids weren't allowed to play with her or her sisters, you know, so it was pretty tough, but, you know, she's, she's amazing, you know. All right. If, if anyone watches those videos, it's just amazing how she has bounced back and, and uh, made a great life for herself. Well, you know, it is with much love that we send to her here at Rod and Reel Radio, and not only that, she had uh, uh, the opportunity to raise an amazing group of children. And, and Wendy, I'm glad uh, that we know you and that uh, you are included in that group. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you, John. All right. Hey, hey guys, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to try and get a few of the wrinkles uh, worked out on what's happening here. But coming up next scheduled is uh, Mr. Bill Milton, the lead engineer for the San Diego Port District. He's going to update us on the current events at the Shelter Island launch ramp. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specialty heat treater to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hi, I'm Chad, designer and owner of Hookup Baits. Hookup Baits jigs are the most realistic and effective jigs ever developed. The realistic action and looks of these jigs catch everything from crappie and trout to yellowtail and tuna and everything in between. In fact, in the last year, I have only thrown hookup baits and have caught close to 100 different species of fish. These jigs are so versatile and easy to use with eight different sizes and colors to match the hatch wherever you fish. You can fish them on top, you can fish them on the bottom, fast, slow, and even troll them. You can find these great jigs for fresh and saltwater fishing at hookupbaits.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Well, if you're a regular listener to Rod and Reel Radio, you know we have been following the progress of the uh, remodeling and revamping project of the Shelter Island Launch Ramp here down in San Diego. It seemed like a long time ago we started talking about it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and now it's going to happen, and we've got the lead engineer from the San Diego Port District in charge of the project here on the Shelter Island Launch Ramp, Mr. Bill Melton, to give us the latest update. Bill, welcome to the show, sir. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, well, well, Bill, you know, I thought the launch ramp would be closed right now, but I know when one travels down Shelter Island Boulevard going towards the launch ramp, the highway department or whoever has put up one of these big flashing signs that says Shelter Island Launch Ramp, and then in big illuminated letters right now it's saying open, open, open. How long is that going to be for, do you think, Bill? Well, that, that's our sign, and we put it up there. Construction technically has started. We've been having weekly construction meetings at the Outboard Boating Club, and I want to thank the Outboard Boating Club for accommodating us. And uh, we're not going to close the ramp for a while, uh, mainly because there's a lot to do at the beginning of a construction project. As, as uh, you know, we have contracts to enter with consultants, and the contractor has contracts and suppliers that they need to get all in line. Everything starts uh, right after the award of the contract, and then it takes about a month or so to really get things moving. So our schedule has us actually starting to uh, really do the majority of the what you'll see, the, the big equipment moving in and the, and the cranes working will start right at the end of May, which is um, just a couple weeks from now. So we thought we'd go ahead and and get all our signs up and let people uh, start seeing them as they drive down and get the get uh, get 
used to reading whether or not it's open or closed. Wow, you know, well, you know, the last time we talked with you, uh, Bill, the um, uh, the bids had been gone over. It looked like you had a uh, uh, construction company to do that. It had to be uh, approved by the Port District. And lo and behold, that was a little closer vote with the Port District than I think anyone had anticipated, and partly due because of, uh, you know, the contractor may also or may not be working on this uh, wall that the Trump administration wants to put on. So the question is, is there any problem with the uh, the contractor? Is it still full speed ahead with him? Oh, it, it's full speed ahead. We have a good contractor. This contractor is local. Uh, they are used to doing big projects. They did the Mission Bay Bridge. Um, that was back 30 years ago. And and they've been around for a long, long time. And they, uh, they have... Uh, produced some award-winning projects, and they've done a lot of work for the port. So um, we are happy to have them. All right. Well, you know, Bill, you know, a lot of people go, well, why don't they just get this thing going? I mean, my gosh, uh, uh, what is it, uh, putting up a new marina? But, man, it, it seems like you have almost spent your entire life working on this to get to this point in time, have you not? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've spent quite a while. Now, we are the team that did the uh, the National City Marina Basin, and we've done a number of projects, the, uh, the Chula Vista Wildlife Reserve, uh, and uh, and a number of projects around San Diego Bay. So we do, we have done quite a bit of work, and this is uh, our, this is going to be our latest project. And they do seem to drag as you're trying to get them going, and the reason for that, of course, is because it, it's all public works contracting and we follow the public codes and it it requires uh, everything being open where people can see uh, what's happening you know for instance awarding to the lowest bidder and and then of course since nobody knows who's going to get the contract until the bids are open we the contracts can't actually get signed until after that day and the contractor has subcontractors and suppliers that they have to put under contract, and then uh, and then us, the the, uh, the the engineers have consultants. For instance, we have special inspections that and a biological monitoring, and we have special consultants that we have to put under contract. And all that takes a, a few weeks to get complete. Not only that, the contractor has particular submittals that that have to be approved before they can get started. For instance, our stormwater permit, we have to have the their stormwater submittal complete, reviewed, and approved before we can allow them to start working. So there's there's quite a bit to get happening in the first month of in the first month of construction. So it, it does seem like it, it's a crawl. But once we get going you'll see there'll be quite a bit of activity out there. You know, uh, uh, Bill, quite a few years ago, I think it was astronaut Gus Grissom, while looking at the uh, uh, the Saturn uh, uh, booster with the capsule on top of it and everything that was going to launch them into space, he looked at that thing and he says, boy, can you imagine this whole thing was built by the lowest bidder? So yeah, I, I've got to presume because you have a proven uh, uh, contractor here that you feel pretty safe 
even though you've got a bid that's under contract, everything is going to be done according to the specification. Oh, absolutely. And and uh, and don't I I I know that's a very famous quote. And I'm most contractors I ever work with, I, I'm I'm generally satisfied with that. We people don't get into contracting because they they want to do a poor job. Contractors generally want to do a good job. And our, the contractor we have. The work they do is is generally excellent, so uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Well, you know, you have been on this project. It seems like for a long time. I know you've been the person I've been in contact with. Your job just doesn't end here, though. Are you going to be uh, ramrodding this uh, project until its completion, uh, making sure that things are running according to schedule, or does that now go to a different department of the port district? Well, I'll be there the, the entire time. And the way we work it is we have uh, project managers, construction managers, and engineers. And I happen to be all three. But uh, on this project, I'm the, the the project manager. We have an excellent construction manager. His name is Eric Guerrero. And he he is going to be uh, making sure all of the necessary uh, paperwork and, and administrative duties and and. Uh, and all that goes along with public contract administration of a, of a construction contract is handled. And we also have inspectors that are there, and we have other engineers that we work with. So uh, it's, it's going to be quite a team effort. You know, Bill, there, there are so many different aspects to uh, remodeling this launch ramp. I mean, not only the surface, but the docks the coffer dam to go around there and all the environmental issues. As, has there been any one particular area of this remodel where uh, uh, the contractor or people have come to you and say, you know, this is going to be really uh, tricky, but I know it's something that we can do? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, the, the biggest hurdle that we're going to uh, get have to get through is the the open period during the summer. This uh, there just if you can imagine, we have this uh, extremely busy and popular boat ramp with that now has ten lanes that is congested, and we're going to cut it down to one lane, and and then there's going to be uh, derrick barge, which is a barge with a crane on top of it, other barges and other land equipment really big land equipment, large enough to move two and three ton rocks and, and material, all buzzing around while the general public is launching their boats out of that, that single lane. That's going to be the toughest part of this project. And I'm hoping that the public uh, bears with us and, and helps us out while, while we're working on this because uh, that's going to be needed in order to have a really successful outcome. Wow. So it sounds like that actually, even though you've got the footprint of the marina being uh, what it is, that the actual construction side of this thing is going to extend out, at least on the land side, to be you know quite further out from where the perimeter of the marina is right now. So the the uh, you you've got that's a good point. We do have a work area, and it includes a laydown area, and. If you're familiar with the, the parking lot, and I'll call it the lower parking lot because it's lower in elevation, uh, we're going to use about 25% of that just for laying down 
the supplies, the material that comes in to be installed on this project. We are going to have uh, piles that are 80 and 100 foot long, and a lot of them, 52 uh, precast concrete piles, and excuse me, 52 steel H piles will will be going in, and then we're going to have an, another uh, a number of of precast concrete piles, and then panels that are 20 foot wide by 40 foot long that are going to be laid down that area. So we've got a lot of big, big uh, pieces of material and we're going to be lifting them up with cranes and moving them around and putting them in place. It will be an interesting uh, project to watch. We're going to photograph it all, so we'll have time lapse at the end of it so that uh, it, it will be something that we can show the public and uh, and um, hopefully have an enjoyable time. Now, for people that do want to watch uh, uh, the project as it proceeds along, uh, is the uh, upward sidewalk uh, that's... Uh, at the top of the launch ramp there where the restrooms are and the outboard boating club, is that still going to be open uh, where uh, people can come and view what's happening? Uh, yes, during much of the construction, the, the areas around the, the work site will be open. And there is a portion of the work that's going to occur in the restrooms themselves and in the parking lot near the restrooms because we need to bring that into current ADA compliance. Um, but Outside of that, the restroom areas, the upper parking lot, should remain open, and so spectators can come and take a look at it. You know, then also, you know, you mentioned the Outboard Boating Club, and a lot of people may and may not realize that it's there, but the members of the Outboard Boating Club, one of the uh, uh, prime directives of their charter is to assist the boaters getting in and out of the uh, water, uh, especially during peak periods, uh, on, at the Shelter Island launch ramp, and I understand that the Outboard Boating Club members are still going to be assigned to try and, and help the boaters in and out when uh, uh, you know launch opportunities are available. So we've we got to kind of thank them for that, too. That, that hopefully will help ease a lot of potential congestion that there may not be there, that may be there. Yeah, we do. I I, my hat's off to the Upper Boating Club. They're going uh, beyond, I think, their charter in, in helping us out here, and I, we all really appreciate it. They're they're a, a good group of people. Now, at all times, now the the one launch ramp lane is uh, uh, is there because of the seal tour b- uh, boat that has to go in and out. Now, if there are people waiting in line to launch or to get out, will that seal boat be given priority to get in and out of the water? Uh, yes, it will. And and I'd like to give a little, a little explanation on that. This is a, a business, and that is the only ramp they use in San Diego Bay. And we don't want to harm businesses by doing construction. And also, they're, the entire time they take up when they're going in and out of that uh, launch area because they drive right in and they drive out and they don't have to worry about going and parking a trailer. Uh, they take about 30 seconds or less on their, in their um, use of it. So, so I think that's a, a reasonable accommodation. I, I have to agree with you. And, and just looking at that uh, vessel, I think one can imagine it's not the most maneuverable vessel that there is. So once they get themselves going to launch and or to come out of the water, 
that uh, that's a, an action that has to be continuous because once they've made the commitment, it's pretty hard to stop in that thing. I, am, I imagine I haven't driven one, but um, I'm, I'm sure it does uh, have its moments. Well, Bill Melton, uh, I can't uh, tell you how much we appreciate you checking in with us. And from time to time, can we call upon you to see how the progress is and what's going? And you can uh, give us a report just on exactly, uh, you know, what, what we need to know that's happening there. You sure can. And if I can, while I have, while I have a, a moment here, yes. I'd like to thank uh, Triton Engineers. They are the designers of this uh, boat launch. They've done a fantastic job. They've kept up the schedule and uh, and uh, made sure that that we had a design that we could that we could go out to bid with. I also like to thank the uh, State of California uh, Division of Boating and Waterways and the State of California Wildlife Conservation Board. Their grants are making this whole thing possible, and uh, our other engineering firms that are involved in this are AMEC, uh, AMEC Engineering. They're a special inspection and testing, and they'll be with us the whole time to building it to make sure that we do get the quality, which I'm sure we will. And then we're going to have Rick Engineering, who's worked on the uh, some of the biological uh, aspects of this and, and making sure that we are able to comply with the state permits. So I just wanted to say thank you to all of those folks. And thank you, John, for having us on and letting us talk about this. I really appreciate it. Well, Bill, we also want to thank you for not only your perseverance in getting this project done, but then also making time during the sun, Sunday, because I know Sunday is a very important time for you, to be with us and update not only us but our audience on what's happening. And we look forward to talking to you here again in the future to get regular updates. Thanks a lot, my friend. Okay, thank you. You take it easy. All right. Hey, Bill Melton, uh, lead engineer for the San Diego Port District, uh, reporting on uh, the happenings on the revamping of the Shelter Island launch ramp. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we're going to take a break right now, but schedule next, Captain Chuck Taft from Sea Adventure Sports Fishing. He's going to give us the insight on what's happening offshore in our waters here, especially when it comes to the yellowtail and tuna bites. So stay tuned. There's still a lot more show to come. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. That's Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovid reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. 
Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, we want to welcome everyone back to Ron Real Radio. Stan, Wendy, and I, we are happy to have you hang with us tonight. Now it's time for Doc Talk, brought to you by H&M Landing. And we have with us tonight owner-operator of Sea Adventure Sports Fishing to give us an insight on what might be happening after this weather passes, Captain Chuck Taft. Captain Chuck, welcome to the show, sir. Good evening. How is everybody? Live and well, buddy. Hey, Damp and cool. Wendy? Hey, Jack. Nice to hear from you. Hey, how are you doing, Wendy? I'm doing good. Well, Chuck, you know... uh, Breaking weather, there's sure enough fish around. (laughs) I mean, this front goes through. uh, It looks very, very promising. We had some very nice last couple days in the ocean before this front got here. Well, talk to me. What's happening? Oh, Nothing other than catching bluefin from 18 to 150 pounds, uh, yellowtail and stuff like that. I mean, in March and April, now into May, I mean, what more could a guy ask for? Not yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, you know, uh, we've been hearing that uh, bluefin have been spotted at, at the 302 and that with the bluefin out there, there's plenty of feed. There's still red crab. There's still anchovy, but they're not quite biting yet. Uh, can you... Uh, uh, give us a little update on that, if 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 you know. Well, I wouldn't say that they're not quite biting yet. Uh, the two days before the storm uh, hit, uh, boats had anywhere from 20 to 40 fish a boat. Uh, fish ranged from 18 pounds to 150 pounds. Oh, wow. I would think that's biting pretty damn good. <laughs> Considering it's the beginning of May over here, you know. And not only that, with this crazy weather we've uh, had, uh, the boats haven't really had that chance, that much of a chance to get on out there and r- really get on them. But once you get on them, uh, uh, Chuck, do the bluefin, when the the water's really kind of mixed up the way it is, do, do they mind it that much, or does that really affect the fishing? Well, it 
I don't think the fish really give a damn if you want to know the truth. They live in the water one way or the other. I think <laughs> it's harder for the boats to get on them, and it's harder to fish the stuff in the weather because you drift so fast and you're moving up and down and stuff. Um, but there's plenty of fish around. Well, you know, scattered in a couple of different areas, and where we've been fishing has been anywhere from 37 miles to 52 miles, and really the biggest bulk of the big fishing stuff has been down below that. I heard three days ago that the saners and the pens are finished. They have their quotas. Really, that's a great thing. Well, is that, is that a good sign? Does that mean that they they uh, you know fairly close? They they caught as many fish as they could possibly catch, and now whatever's left is uh, still on the way up here. Yeah, they've already filled their quotas. Wow. Uh, Ted Dunn's boats were done, and the other boats were done with the amount of fish that they were allowed to catch in their pens already. That's pretty good stuff right there. That means it's going to be a, a pretty wide-open situation between now and the end of September. As far as the bluefin go, it's a great situation right now, uh, as far as we're concerned. And the most of the fish that they caught were all the 100 to 150-pound fish, I was told. Rats. That left less for us. Uh, now, Chuck, plenty for us. Chuck, I heard now there's a, a band of warm water that's uh, moving on up, and uh, one of the bands is uh, going uh, by the Cortez Tanner Bank and uh, San Clemente. Is is the warmer weather, will that help with the bluefin, or might that uh, indicate that there might be some yellowfin behind that? Well, there was a yellowfin caught on Wednesday. The first yellowfin of the year was already caught. Where? Uh, down below the hidden bank, 42 miles. Wow. Wow. Here it comes. So, Get ready, wow. guys. Well, you know, also uh, in uh, following some of the, the boats, the three-quarter-day boats that have been going out there, there were uh, 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 bluefin that were caught at, uh, at the Coronado Islands. As a matter of fact, I think... Uh, um, the leader in the Yellowtail Derby, uh, he had one last week that went uh, 104 pounds, and they were out there fishing for Yellowtail, and, and faith and behold, they started getting bluefin, too. Well, I don't know if they were exactly at the islands. They were down below the islands uh, a ways. <laughs> but the islands, uh, we fished the islands two days last week. And we looked at a little bit of Yelltown, a little bit of Barracuda, but we didn't see much else there. Uh, I know there was 23 pen boats, 23 pens full in the Lea South Island, and there was five pens just down below the islands on their way up by the islands with all their quotas put in them. Wow. Well, now, Chuck, do you think those pens will stay there, or will they uh, slowly move those south? Uh, at this time and point, I imagine they're going to try to leave them there because the bait situation is all uh, down in between Ensenada and uh, Point Loma. There's a lot of bait and stuff down 
off the coast there and stuff. So at this point, I imagine the reason they have them positioned there is so they can fish enough bait and take care of feeding and harvesting all the fish there. Well, the I know the Everingham brothers uh, always do one heck of a job, but with this uh, bad weather, they're still coming in and they're still bait at the bait receiver. But right now, you're looking at pretty large sardines. It, is that going to affect anything that you're doing with uh, uh, these large sardines? Because we're talking about sardines that are, you know, six, seven, eight inches. Well, uh, we ran two days last week, and we didn't have that great big bullhunk sardine. We had all the uh, four-and-a-half to five-inch sardine, and I know they yesterday we had half-day trips, and we had anchovies. So Really? Um <laughs> You know, it's, it just depends. Every day is different. It's no different than going out on the boat. Uh, all these fish have tails. All the bait have tails. They swim in and out, and it's going to vary from day to day. But the bait has been absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, we're running every single night now on the Legend. Uh, we won't be out till uh, maybe tomorrow night if the weather gives us a break, but definitely Tuesday night fishing one-day trips for this bluefin. And the bait we've had has been really, really nice. So if the guy's going to go on the boat with you, Chuck, what does he bring? It's side hooks and line. Well, <clears throat> this is one of those things where you want to bring a stick with 30 pounds and one with, with uh, 40 or 50 and maybe one a little heavier depending on the grade of fish. I mean... It doesn't do any good to leave the tackle sitting in your closet. You would like to be geared up for uh, whatever size fish that we're fishing. So I would bring a little of each that you had. Um, you get in a spot of these 18 to 30-pound fish. Uh, the 30-pound works just absolutely phenomenal. You get into the bigger fish, you want to go a little heavier. What about hook so, sizes because of the anchovies? Last weekend we were outside and below everybody, and we found and kelps that have just absolutely loaded with seven to eight pound yellowtail, a bigger grade of yellowtail, and we have limited yellowtail. So, you know, there's quite a bit of fish around, and opportunity looks really, really good. I mean, it's time to go fishing while the fish are here, guys. Well, not only that, Chuck, you say that you're going to uh, be trying to get out almost daily, so uh, it, it sounds like if you've got time off, to give you a call there at H&M Landing to get on going during the week because you get out there during the week, you're going to have probably close to limited load situations on the boat as opposed to the weekends when you should be going out loaded. Well, loaded this, this next month, we have a special going on through the month of May. We're running a limited load of only 28 people on the Legend maximum for $205, so... Oh, wow. We're in an ultra-limited load situation as it is right now, so it's really the time to go fishing. And um, there's plenty of fish around, guys. There's really been some very, very nice days. And there's still great bait. I know when we talked to you here uh, a few weeks ago, you said that the, the bait was kind of inshore. It's not really outshore, so everything's set up. Warm water's coming on up from Colonnette up the coastline, uh, as I understand it. So it looks like uh, the door's open for them to come through. Well, I don't know if the door's open for them to come through, but I know the door's open and they're here. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I'm on point for the last 
five to six weeks, everything has stayed down uh, below. There has not been very much fish up in U.S. waters. Uh, a few fish here and there, but the majority of the fish have all been south. So, and it hasn't left. I mean, with all the storms we've had and the different fronts go through, the fish has stayed right there and hasn't moved very far. It'll move in or out anywhere from uh, 15 to 18 miles off the beach to 25 to 35 miles off the beach. But it hasn't moved up or down very much. And really, we haven't explored very much due to the fact the way the weather's been every weekend and stuff. Nobody has tried to make it down below, uh, out to the 60. Nobody's been to the dumper. And nobody has actually been down to where the Saners caught all this fish down below at 70 miles because there's been good enough fish anywhere from uh, 40 miles to 52 miles that the fleet's been fishing there. Smart. Well, you know, uh, Chuck, that probably puts you guys in a pickle because you get ready to, you know, to go on out. You got a, a full load on the boat, and do you sometimes have a real dilemma trying to figure out where the heck you're going to go? It's always a dilemma to try to figure out. I mean, you have to every time you get ready to leave on any trip, no matter when it is, put two and two together what happened the day before. Listen to the weather, what's going on with the weather. Look at the bait situation to decide what, what's going to happen and where you're going. I know last weekend the fish was spotty and stuff, and the boats were catching four to five fish in on the beach, and I took off and went out uh, 32 miles out southwest of everybody where we found the wonderful yellowtail fishing. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of, having an idea and going with it and you know sometimes you're going to be right and sometimes you're going to be wrong but most of the time the guys that are doing this have done it long enough they have a pretty good idea what's going on right so uh chuck uh, how are you finding this fish you know last year we had the foamers are are you still sealing schools like that are you uh, catching them on the troll are you metering fish and fly lining them or are using uh you know, heavier yo-yo irons to get down there, uh, or is it a combination of everything? John, nothing really changes. Um, you know, people would like to think that it does. The guys that have the new, most modern sonars have an advantage over some of the older sonars. Uh, the better your electronics, the better off you are. Uh, the better eyes you have, the better off you are. There's bird schools, shiners, and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's all the same that is always what everybody looks for. It's just a matter of putting it together and having your crew and yourself uh, give it 110% and doing everything that it takes to give your customer an opportunity to have a shot to catch fish. There's no one guaranteed thing that's going to work better than the other because every single school, every single kelp, everything is different. Well, I know when it comes to the latest technology, you can't beat what is on the boats that uh, consist of Sea Adventure Sports Fishing, and then also your brother, too, Bobby Taft, on, on the Top Gun. Uh, you guys are on top of it, and I know if there's fish to be caught out there, you're going to get them. Uh, uh, Chuck, in the small amount of time we have left, we want to get fishing with you. We want to 
book a trip. We want to see uh, what uh, you have might available for charters uh, into the future going into the summer here. How's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, you can go to Legends Sport Fishing, but the easiest way for everybody to get a hold of and get on a trip right now is to go to HM Landing's website. They have trips anywhere from three-quarter day trips uh, to two-and-a-half-day trips. And we have our overnight one-day trips that we're running right now. I know the Top Gun's starting their trips. Uh, they were supposed to start this weekend, their two-and-a-half-day trips. And the Legends online every single day right now for the month of May. And they have the three-quarter day boat run at the landing. So if a guy's looking to go fishing right now, guys, give H&M Lane a call or go to H&M Landing's website. You can book online. All right, Captain Chuck Taft, Sea Adventure Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. Thanks a lot for being with us for that update, Chuck. And we look uh, uh, forward to probably talking to you during the week and, again, in the not-too-distant future for further updates on how the season's going. Thank you for giving some of your Sunday night uh, up to be with us. Okay, thank you very much. Good fishing to everybody. Thanks, All right. Chuck. See you, Chuck. Man, doesn't that that, that kind of makes you really want to get going over there? What a, what a great report! I Stan and, and Wendy, I think everything's lined up there to really break loose once we get a break in this weather. I think really that's I all the people I, uh, are waiting for. You know, something cock hack hack. I'm sorry, what was that again, Wendy? Get some fresh air and go fishing. <laughs> you better believe it. And Stan and you were saying. I was going to say, all I'm kind of waiting for is these little fronts they've been kind of pushing through, and it's been breezy out there. Uh, but as soon as that clears up, I know there's a bunch of guys that are already lined up and gotten up their gear ready to go chase that bigger stuff down. All right. Hey, guys, let's take a break right now. Uh, coming up next, uh, Mr. Tim Goldberg from Real Speed Lube. And you're going to want to find out about Real Speed Lube, I know. A lot of you have used it in the past, and it just seemed to kind of go away, but uh, we've got news for you. It's back, and it's going to be available, and you're going to want to know all about the Real Speed Lube and the ancillary products that go along with it. So stay tuned. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back with Mr. Tim Goldberg from Real Speed Lube after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main and el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el if the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at boatcalifornia.com. 
Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to landsendcharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal Mesa at 619-466-8355. Attention Rod and Reel Radio listeners, be sure to check out the Code Group mobile app. You can listen to the Rod and Reel Radio show live along with show archives without internet access. The Code Group app has all kinds of cool features for fishermen including daily Southern California saltwater reports, weather reports, episodes of inside sport fishing, marine traffic, and much more. Get the free Code Group mobile app by texting the word REEL, R-E-E-L, to 90407, or enter the words code group in the App Store on your smartphone. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to the second half of Ron Real Radio on this cool, damp Sunday evening. Hey, you know, our next guest has been a friend of Ron Real Radio for a long time. And Stan and Wendy, I know you've probably known him uh, a lot longer than I have and helped him promote his product in the past. It is probably one of the best products, if not the best product of its kind on the market. And Stan, if you will... Why don't you introduce our next guest? I'll be happy to do that. I think this man has the product that has to go in your box, in your boat, in your truck, no matter what, wherever you go, forever and ever, amen. Because I've been using uh, the Real Speed product since actually Tim introduced it to me at the Fred Hall Show many years back. It's been on every one of my charters since then and has saved a countless guys their trip. So without saying more, I'd like to introduce my, my friend Tim Goldberg and Real Speed. 
Tim. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good evening. Nice to hear from you, Stan, Wendy, John. Hey, Tim, it is, listeners. it is great hearing from you. And Wendy, say hello to Tim because I know you have known Tim for a long time, too. Hey, Tim. Nice to hear from you. Uh, yes, Wendy. It's been a decade, dear. It's been a long road. <laughs> you, know, you know, Tim, we were all introduced to Real Speed Lube uh, uh, a few years ago, and by gosh, I've got to tell you, it's one of the best products of its type on the market. I know here at the shop, we keep it by the line-winding machine because a lot of times guys need uh, their reels freshened up. You try and, uh, uh, you know, put their reel on the machine to put on, uh, you know, the new Spectras or, or load it up with a, a lot of monofilament. And he, he sometimes right on the machine you get some difficulties, and so you want a product like real speed to be there to, to to help them on out but tell us a little bit about the beginnings of this product and how it's evolved into what it is today will you please absolutely you know real speed lubricants is the evolution of the technology that was developed for the paper processing and wood processing industries a little over 20 years ago trying to maintain it, sharper edges in cutting applications that couldn't take contamination. So you couldn't put an oil or a water or something onto a cutting tool that was going to be making contact with a magazine stock. So what we developed was dry lubrication. Teflon had just come onto the, the market, and there was a lot of development with it. But there was a lot that wasn't known about fluoropolymers, which are similar to Teflon's. When we started, we were using a particle size that was over 200 microns in size. Today, we're using particles in our formulas that are four billionths of an inch. Oh, so it really <laughs> penetrates into all of the nano fractures in ball bearings, in, in the fishing reel bearings, um, that are going to resurface that material and make it smooth. The nice thing about the technology that we have in all of the real speed products today is that they do not build up. Once you fill up the area to hold it, only one molecule is left on the, on the surface. And we know from the history of building it in cutting applications that we've had some of our formulas have held up to over 500,000 feet of cutting in a, an abrasive paper application, which is far beyond the scale of what a fishing reel or a firearm would, would need for lubrication. So what we've done is we've looked at the applications and over the last decade have tailored them to meet the needs for each specific fishery. So we have a saltwater formula, we've got a long-range formula, we've got a freshwater formula, and they all have different things that address the needs of the applications. We've got some new products with our reels, we've got a new line lubricant, and the line lubricant is fantastic, just like you were talking about. It goes on, it fills in the braid, and it stops the water from sticking to it. Mm. So it doesn't wash off. It's a treatment. It's a conditioner. It's not like a soap-based product. The more you cast, the more it washes off. The Real Speed lubricants are a liquid lubricant. They're a cleaner, a lubricant, and they're protected. When you put them into your bearings and all the applications that salt water is going to get onto or you're going to get water contamination. The nice thing is all you got to do is apply it, turn the handle, and let it rip. 
You know, Tim, uh, uh, we run a, a real repair service here at uh, Angler's Arsenal, and almost bar none, one of the, the, the biggest problems you find in, in reels, uh, whether or not they were lubed at the factory or, or the fishermen have tried to service the reels themselves, is that when the lubricants and the greases break down, they become gunky, they become an attractant for more particulate material, whether it be salt or the, the dander we get when fishing uh, on, uh, on a lake, and that builds up. It causes performance problems. It causes things to move, to not move <coughs> as correctly. So one of the things that's great about the real uh, lube product is that you don't get this buildup of the material as it breaks down. And you eliminate a lot of this problem, giving you more life and better performance. Well, that's very true, John. And that's exactly why I created the lubricants for the fishing reels, because it was my fishing reels that I was not satisfied with. When No matter whether it was a small bass reel or if it was a Penn International, I opened them up, I, they all had the same problems. And from a manufacturing standpoint, hey, manufacturers are strapped. They're trying to, you know, cut costs everywhere they can. And if they can cut a quarter of a penny out of lubricants, hey, there's many, many petroleum-based lubricants on the market, and they've tried them all. Our real speed grease has been an evolutionary step. It is not petroleum-based. It doesn't break down. It's waterproof. We've done over 15,000 reels in the San Francisco Bay Area with one real repair guy. And he's been able to double the amount of reels he does each year because he doesn't do the maintenance to them. You don't have the parts that are breaking. I can't fix, fix a plastic part or a brass part or something that is a manufacturing defect, but I can stop the lubrication from being the salt magnet that helps break down those parts. And that's where we've developed the real speed grease and the real speed lube to protect the bearings, stop the stuff from sticking to it, and when it does get in there, to make it real easy to flush it out upon application. That's well, why Tim, it's a solvent-based, it's a liquid, and it penetrates all the way to the very bottom of the microstructure, dissolving anything that's petroleum-based instantly, just like the Hoppy's gun cleaners did for, for your grandpa's shotgun. It does the same thing for your fishing reel bearings. Yeah, Tim, in, and, in the time that's allotted to us here, it's going to be impossible to talk about all the products you have evolved into that you know came in, from uh, you know the original real uh, speed lube. Uh, if people would like to see what's available, and if they can't find the product at their local dealers, you've given them the opportunity to take get these products themselves to to buy and try and and prove that. These things are the real deal. Tell us how to go about doing this. It's real simple, John. We put a lot of development and effort into our social media sites and to our website. We've made a dealer-friendly website and a fisherman-friendly website. So you can literally go on there and click the product that you want. It takes you right to the store. We've made all of our products a single cost. Every product in one ounce is $11.99. We now have products in packs that are custom tailored for each fishery. And that's exciting because Stan's been with us for you know a decade out there taking 30, 40 bottles out there on his long range trips and giving a bottle away. 
but so you got the real speed, which truly you needed the real speed grease, and you needed the line lube, and then you needed the real speed edge, which is a rod and reel protectant. Stop Mother Nature in her tracks. Make her wait. But yeah. it's simple. You go to realspeedlube.com. It's right there. Everything is picture-based. You can click on it, and it's dealer-friendly. The dealers go to the same place to purchase now. So we're making it real friendly for everybody to have this technology. And, Stan, and, you know, I think... Our goal uh, is to keep people fishing. Stan, I, I think with the, uh, the number of, uh, of, of, you know, bottles of real speed lube that you've used over the years on your long-range charters, you can probably attest to the fact that there is many a piece of gear that has been saved during the trip itself because you've had the real speed lube there. I can't tell you how many times uh, that I've had the situation happen where a guy's bearings are froze up and we've had a chance to pull up just the three screws out of the side of the reel and shake up the bottle and put some of the real speed on there and turn the bearing to start it going. And then once you start turning the bearing tube, this, it works its way in behind the corrosion and pushes the corrosion out. So once you start turning the handle on your, your reel again, the corrosion and the salt and everything gets pushed away out of the bearings again, and within sometimes seconds, a lot of the time, or, or minutes at the worst, you, your reel starts to work again, and it seals up the bearings again, makes them run, and it's saved. I can't tell you how many guys trips. The, the, the lube that he's got, the, the grease, if you want to call it that, if you put just a little bit of that on the end of your gears on your noisy reels, it makes them smooth out and go quiet. I mean, I even tried it on an old pin spinning reel, and it made a, that coffee grinder go quiet in about 30 seconds. Um, there's just amazing, you've got a pair of dikes that's frozen, you can shake this reel speed up and squirt it on your, your dikes uh, and work them a few seconds, and, and with, a lot of times within a minute they're completely free again. You know, we have to squirt it a couple of times to get the, uh, the corrosion out, but you'll see it drip out onto the floor. Uh, you use this, the line lube, I use it on my, my uh, uh, Spectra before I go on the trip, because Spectra a lot of times gets... Uh, it gets sticky, if you want to call it that, um, where it gets in there, especially if you fish big fish on this stuff, and it gets packed down in there really tight, uh, and it dries out. All of the stuff and salts that are in there can make it sticky, and, and when you're trying to get free spool or free spool of line out, it's pick, 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 pick. If you put the line lube on ahead of time, that'll take care of the problem. All you guys going to Crowley Lake, put the lubrication, that same line lube, on your lead core line ahead of time and it makes that lead core slide in and out when you've got to take that slide back and put new new leaders on. There's just an amazing amount of wonderful uses. Once you get the stuff and you start using it, it'll be everywhere that you go. I, I take it uh, everywhere. If you're a shooter, there's more uh, things coming for that for, from uh, One Gun, which is another product, but it I am just a sold individual. I've handed it out to I can't countless people and showed them how to make it work and, and what a difference it can make on your line, on your casting for your, your reels and your freshwater stuff. Uh, when Tim first had it at the show, it was pretty amazing how you take an old reel that didn't want to move real well and, and 10, 20 seconds later it would go and spin forever and ever on men. So I think it's something you have to try for yourself, and if you've never tried it before, uh, it, he has my whole heart in this. It really, really, really works. 
Tim, we've gone way over time in this segment, so just uh, quickly, if people want to contact you or find out more about the real Speed Lube products, again, where can they go to? They can go to on the web at realspeedlube.com, and also they can find us at Real Speed Lube on, on Facebook. Email is realspeedlube at gmail, and, you know, we'd love to, you know, have everybody use this technology. Because this is what it's about. It's about saving. All new guys, try it. All right. Uh, Tim, thanks a lot for uh, reintroducing us to the product. I'm going to make sure that we have some here real shortly here at, at Angler's Arsenal. And we want to thank you for being with us tonight to inform us that Real Speed Lube and the products that go along with it are back and ready to service the fishermen. Thanks a lot, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next, Catherine Miller from the San Diego Sports Fishing Association and Catherine Miller and Associates. She's going to be with us to let us know another project that's coming on down the line that you're going to want to know about. So stay tuned. There's still lots more Rod and Reel Radio to come. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. 
Love California. Boat California. Save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Well, our next guest is an individual I've known for a long time. If there's anything happening in the sports fishing uh, world down here in San Diego, she knows about it. She puts on a number of events down here, including Day at the Docks through the San Diego Sports Fishing Council and Catherine Miller and Associates. Let me welcome her to the show, Ms. Catherine Miller. Catherine, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Thank you, John. Good evening to all of you. Hey, good evening to you. Hey, before we get on to the project that you're working on right now, let me just go back and thank you on behalf of all of the people that I know of that attended the Day at the Docks, which is uh, a program that you and uh, Vic put on and, and the San Diego Sports Fishing Council and a number of great sponsors. Here at the show, I, here at the shop, I can't tell you how many people would come in and said they had a great time over there with the vendors, with all the things to do, the, the family event that it was. And you guys, you know, I think after 34 or 35 years, whatever it is, I think you're finally getting it down right. <laughs> <laughs> it was you and Wendy that actually brought us to it, you know, all John is, I, I, I tag it on you. Well, it, it's a it's a great event, and I hope that uh, uh, it's something that can continue with the help of the Port District and all the other people involved because it, it's one of those things you just want to see on going on. I, you know, I don't think people imagine know the amount of work that you put out, but also sometimes those people that are that are the decision makers on whether or not to do this again for another year or not. I don't. I don't really think they know the amount of pleasure and satisfaction it gives to the people that attend this. You know, I, I think you're right. We've got, you know, we've heard as well that people have had a grand time, raving reviews. We're so happy to hear this. And, you know, every year, it's, for years now, I've heard people got their first year actually to fishing at Day at Docks, and they still, they rave about it. Their first, you know, over and over again. So it's, Yes, we're so glad it went well. The weather cooperated with us well. Um, the tenants was great. Everyone was wonderful. The, the, uh, the capital manufacturers that came down and showed off their goods, wow, it was wonderful. The captains in the boats were just great. Um, we had a wonderful, wonderful day in April. So um, weather helped. It's hard to beat that, too. So it was <laughs> You're really not good. kidding. And, and just in, and last in saying, in uh, some conversations I had with Captain Frank Ursetti, who is the uh, managing partner there at H&M Landing, he, he just couldn't emphasize how important this event was to them, you know, and I'm sure all the other landings there to have these people come in and for them to be able to show off just how fantastic the San Diego fleet is and to show why we are probably the world-class operation, not only on the coast, but probably anywhere in the world. Well, I will, you know, I want to remind your listeners of this as well. The month of May, so the entire month of May, kids fish free from the three San Diego landings with a paid adult. Paid adult goes, bring a kid. And it's on the half day, three quarter day, and overnight trips. Um, they'll supply the fishing tackle for the kid, but it's uh, a great opportunity. Well, hey, talking of a great opportunity, you go, it seems like, from out of the frying pan into the fire. 
you uh, uh, have uh, been the organization that has promoted Day at the Docks. Big effort. And then you go right into another event here that has been now a tradition here in San Diego where, where people would look at it and go, you know, why hasn't this thing been around forever? And, and tell us about your next project coming up next week. Well, beginning on Thursday, uh, the next event is called Gator by the Bay. It's our 16th year. Um, we actually moved into Spanish Landing Clark beginning Tuesday morning of this week. It's a four-day festival, uh, music, food, dance, family fun. It's, it's, a, um, it's based on you know, the culture and music of Louisiana, really, but it incorporates so much more. Um, it's, it's a wonderful event, and we invite all your listeners down there. It's a ticketed event. You can anything you want to know at GatorByTheBay.com. Um, gosh, what can I tell you? It's, um, we've got Zydeco music, and we have Cajun music, and rock and roll, and we have blues, and we have salsa, and rockabilly. There are 100 performances over four days. Well, tell us where, where, it, where it stages, uh, Catherine. Say it again. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you know, where, where is it held? It's held at Spanish Landing Park, which is right across from the airport. This beautiful little strip of park right on San Diego Bay. And uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. And we just, it's our compound for, for a week. It's just wonderful. <laughs> you, know, you know, and again, like uh, Day at the Docks, it's important to have great weather because I know the people come on out for that. But with great weather also comes a lot of traffic, a lot of parking. Tell us about where people can park so that they can attend this event. Well, there's actually complete parking information on our website. But okay. in a nutshell, there's a, a parking lot adjacent to the festival site on, your, on Harbor Drive. There's an initial parking site on, on Harbor Island Drive. It'll be well-signed. And there's, a, there's some airport parking available as well. The airport parking has a shuttle over to our site. So go on our website. It's, it's all there. And actually, we have a, a new phone app that will give you all the information. It'll give you a lineup. It'll give you parking information. It's, uh, if you go to either iTunes Store or, or the uh, Google Play Store, you can download the Gator by the Bay 2017 Festival app. Do a search on that name, and it'll come up with a free app. It's really helpful. So I would encourage anybody to go search that out. You know, uh, as like with Day at the Docks, uh, we like to think that, you know, it's an event that adults can go to, but it's also an event that families can take part of. And, and tell us a little bit about that format that you have. Well, there's two things going on. We encourage intergenerational play, actually. So kids, 17 and under, are admitted free with an adult. Um, we just, you know, it's, it's, it's really something for all ages. And... We've, I mean, we've had four generations of people enjoying it, you know, in, in one group. It's just, it, it, we hear that again and again. It's really part of the, the, the beauty of this event, if you will. And so we have um, Thursday night's this concert with Marsha Ball, who's just an awesome woogie-woogie piano player. Um, she's the, the evening starts at 6 o'clock. She's preceded by a really great country band and an American roots band. Friday evening, we start, we open the doors at 3.30. We have 12 bands that evening. And then Saturday and Sunday, we open at 10.30 in the morning, go all day long. We've got kids' activities. We've got the great food. We've got cooking demos. We have 
a Mardi Gras parade each day. I mean, I, this was on and on and on. And so if you want to get the whole picture, go to our website at gatorbythebay.com. Wow, you know, uh, you can't have a Cajun celebration without great music. It sounds like you've got that. But also, great food. Now, tell me, were you able to scrape up a crawdad here or there to, to serve at Gator by the Bay? In, well, in fact, you've got 10,000 pounds of crawfish coming our way. <laughs> and they'll be arriving, we think, Wednesday morning. We'll get them all set up to start cooking up Thursday night. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be great. Yes, we have, we. Crawfish is a big deal, and these come from these crawfish come from Appaloosa, Louisiana, and they'll be fresh out of the pond. So, the other thing that's coming out of Louisiana, the lieutenant governor of Louisiana is coming out to open the festival with a Louisiana blessing. Oh, fantastic! So, this sounds like a place to uh, come to to come thirsty. Make sure you come hungry, and then make sure that you uh, are ready to dance. So. Get your dancing shoes on, and even if you don't dance, get ready to hear some of the best music in the country because the Cajun music, the Zydeco music is just something that you, you can't stand still. When you hear it, you just got to start moving. It's infectious, I'll tell you. And if you'd like to learn how to dance, you've got free dance lessons all weekend long. Oh, man. And then you said demonstrations, too. What, what are the demonstrations about? Actually, we have a, a chef, Nathan Richard, is coming out from New Orleans, and he's going to be giving classes, little demos, all day Saturday and all day Sunday, talking about, about cooking up, you know, cre- especially Creole food, you know, things like gumbo, jambalaya, beignets. And so he'll give you, show you how to do it, give you the recipe. Now, especially when it comes to the weekend, you were saying that uh, 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 Gator by the Day opens up at about 1030, but... Realistically, how long into the evening will it go, Catherine? On Saturday, it goes to 8.30, and on Sunday, it goes to 7.30. Wow. So uh, it's uh, a full day of enjoyment. And, again, if people want to find out more about Gator of the Bay, especially to get tickets to attend, because are there single-day tickets, and then are there also multi-day tickets available? Yes, there are single-day and multi-day tickets available. Multi-day provide a discount. You can go multiple days, and um, you'll find it all there. All the information, all the combinations are right there on our website. All right. So, man, i got to tell you, I, I've got to admire you and your people over there because not only all the work that you put on at uh, Day at the Docks to get that going, and then right on the heels of Day at the Docks, you've got Gator by the Bay, and I'm, I'm sure that that's one heck of an endeavor, even though you've been doing it for 16 years. It always seems to, you, you probably have to stop every once in a while and you got to go, what the heck are we doing? But at the end of this thing, with the satisfaction you get from the people that attend and the success of the event, it, it's probably pretty self-evident. Well, I've got to tell you one little story aside. Okay. Years ago, when Ed Zulofsky was here as our outdoor writer, yes. and he covered both events as well, covered, our, covered the Day at the Docks, and he actually had a write-up for Day at the Docks, kind of got some things mixed up and indicated there was going to be 10,000 pounds of crawfish there. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure what to do with that, but anyway, there will be 10,000 pounds of crawfish at Gator by the Bay and lots of really delicious Creole food. You know, and come on down. It's going to be a really fun weekend. The weather's going to be beautiful. 
All right. Well, again, Catherine, uh, give us that uh, that website that we can go to uh, to uh, get further information. Tickets you can buy. I'm sure buy them online. I I don't think they're available anywhere but online. Are they not? Either online or at the gate. You can buy them at the gate as well. But okay. the online, you find all information about the event at www.gatorbythebay.com. All right. Well, Catherine, much success to you and your staff and everything at Gator in the Bay and getting the governor of Louisiana to come on out and kick everything off. Man, that sounds like it's going to be wild. one wild time. Thanks a lot for being with us, Catherine. Thanks so much, John. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, Catherine Miller talking to you about Gator by the Bay starting this Thursday down here at Spanish Landing in on the Bay at San Diego. Well, guys, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, we're going to have a report on just what has been happening in the June Lake area and the Crowley Lake area with regards to the, the fishing and the opening of the Sierras. And, hey, let's find out if this weather has affected them all. Gabby, Gabby, man, Abby Thompson is going to be with us uh, from Crowley Lake and June Lake, but we got to take a break right now. Stan, Wendy, and I will be back after these messages. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing, and Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here, and it's time to go on the Chief. For those who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips, ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Chief Sport Fish Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Don't you just love California in the summer? Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket and make sure the people you love wear one too. Love California, boat California, save California. Share the love at BoatCalifornia.com. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program it is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 
your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics and tell your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, Stan Whitney and I want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Hey, before we get to our next guest, I just got a note from uh, Tim Bo- Goldberg at Real Speed Lube. He has set up a special discount coupon on the Real Speed Lube website where if you use the uh, coupon code FSRRR, that's FSRRR, when you order Real Speed Lube, you'll save $9 on your order. So we'll, we'll set up a link to Real Speed Lube on the Ron Real Radio website that you can use, and it'll have that that code information, everything like that. We want to thank Tim Goldberg for setting that up for us and our listeners, and we hope that everyone takes advantage of it because it is a product that is really worthwhile using. Hey, Stan, we've got our next guest up. You've known her for a long time. Why don't you let me do the inter- let you do the introduction and start the interview going on just what's happening up in the Eastern Sierras? Happy, 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 <laughs> happy to introduce Abby. How's that? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or is this Adam? I don't know which one I got. Well, this is Abby. Oh, Abby. Well, Abby from Crowley Lake and now June Lake. You're, she's doing double duty this year. Uh, and and I know you're going to update us on what's happening around the Sierras in general. Yeah, well, we, we are off to a great start here, like the best opener ever, um, weather-wise. There to no wind, it's like 70 degrees, and the whole following week has been great, too. And um, good fishing, too, you know. Uh, so far for the early season, it's been, it's been great here at Crowley, and June Lake loops are warming up, too. So it's been good. You know, well, I guess we had no ice. We didn't have to worry about that, but and and we've had some pretty good sized fish being caught. Yeah, you know, we're seeing um, a lot of like three to six pound fish. Um, I think opening day it was all in and around five pounds. All of the big fish that were coming in, and lots of cutthroats and lots of browns. Wow, that's pretty good already. For normally, we don't see a lot of cutthroats early in the season, but you know things are changing in this year as we're getting more and more of them that are popping up. I think so. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing typically this early season again at the end of the year when the water is the coldest. That's when you're getting the big cutthroats coming out, and uh, we've been stocked pretty heavily with browns as well. Um, we're one of the only lakes Crowley is that you can. They can put browns in, so we're uh, we're still seeing just tons of those too. So it's been good. We had a little bit of rain come through this past weekend, and uh, so a lot of people on the shores fishing and doing really well. It's really 
kind of turned on the bite, but it looks like that's all cleared up and it's going to be another sunny, warm week for us. So, Well, Abby, I guess that's the question I wanted to ask you. Uh, down here in Southern California, we've had just a tad bit of inclement weather. It's been kind of cold <laughs> and breezy and rainy. Has has uh, that weather translated into snow, or is it rain? Uh, is it uh, is it uh, keeping anything from happening up there that shouldn't be happening? You know, it was uh, yesterday. A little breeze came through in the afternoon, and uh, some rain overnight. Some snow in the upper elevations. A couple of inches of uh, wet snow here and there between Mammoth and uh, the June Lake Loop, but. Um, Today really wasn't that bad. Um, you know, it, it was supposed to be a little bit worse than I think they, than what actually happened. But uh, by the afternoon here, the sun came back out and everything kind of calmed down. So uh, a little bit slower for people out on the lake. Like I said, a lot of people were just kind of shore fishing. But uh, the folks that did stay out, you know, it paid off for them because the bite really turned on when the rain started. So Great. Yeah. Uh, Let's start up with the June Lake uh, Loop area and everything. Uh, was there a, um, a method of fishing or uh, types of lures or whatever that seemed to be most successful in uh, uh, catching fish there? Yeah, you know, it seems like right now the uh, the bait guys are doing pretty well. Uh, just regular garlic bait or, uh, you know, the inflated night collars. And then uh, trolling, uh, the frog patterns and uh, fish patterns up there. So, and some people have been surface trolling and getting getting bit, and then all the way to three, four colors. You know, lead core is kind of the way to troll here. So, well, that that gets it down. Usually in the morning, they'll little they'll be a little shallower as the sun comes up. They go deeper. Uh, that's pretty standard. Yeah. And then, you know, midday. I know guys that go all the way seven or eight colors down the, you know, deep, deep, deep to get the bigger fish. But that's not uncommon. Yeah. What do we hear from, you know, the Silver Lake and and uh, Gull up around the corner? You know, um, I'm um, kind of doing doing all right over on those lakes. Um, about the same, you know, seeing some cutthroats, uh, some rainbows coming in over there. Uh, but I haven't heard uh, haven't heard too much from, from Gull or Silver yet. Well, you know, I know that the guys are up there fishing because they, they could, and there's water this year. As, a, as opposed to the last few years, the lakes are really full. Um, and Crowley, you know, if you're going to come up to Crowley and, and fish, I know that the, that inflated nightcrawler or the or for whatever reason that garlic uh, power bait works really well no matter what. And I don't know what they think green is, but that seems to be a popular color. Yeah, garlic is just the flavor here for the Eastern Sierra <laughs> in general. But, uh, yeah, um, Crowley, the fish are kind of holding between anywhere between 15 and 25 feet of water, kind of fishing off the bottom. Um, and they're really all over the place, you know, mostly kind of out towards McGee and Sandy Point on the north arm. But there's a lot of fish in Hilton, too, you know, just kind of when they, when they decide to bite. Well, have there been any, you know, what's the bigger fish that we've seen this this week here at the Crowley? You know, um, gosh, I'm not looking right at the report. I, I know we've seen, I think we had a seven-pound fish in. Nice. We actually had our first couple of perch come in, and actually those really? were, that's what really wowed me was we had a, 
2.9 pound perch come in this week. So I think that we're going to start seeing more and more of the perch bite. And that's really popular. I mean, we have guys that come up just to target these perch. They're really fun to catch and they're really good to eat. So um, it's early for them. Usually we figure they get going around Memorial weekend. But, yeah, we saw a few <laughs> few good-sized ones come in this week. So that was kind of nice. Yeah, normally they don't come up until you start seeing a little weed growth along the side there where they can come in and out. But... Yeah, yeah, no, they're up. Uh, they're up along some of the points, and uh, we're still kind of waiting for some more of the runoff and the snow melt to happen. So uh, we still have kind of some of our regular, um, like islands and, and points. So they're, uh, yeah, they're hanging. They're coming out. So I'll be doggone. I'm you know, you never know. Yeah. Abby, what about accommodations up there in June Lake and then down in Crowley? I mean, during the week, uh, maybe not a problem, uh, but uh, come the weekend, uh, best to make reservations, uh, uh, or are you uh, you still have openings right now? Yeah, you know, we still, um, the weekends get pretty busy, and of course, Memorial is the next big weekend that we have coming up, but uh, we still have availability, and for Crowley Lake for all of our cabins, RV sites, and camping. You're able to book those all on our website, CrowleyLakeFishCamp.com. And I know this week the Forest Service is opening their campgrounds as well. So that's going to be, they weren't open um, right for the trout opener, but they're all opening up here this week. So that's going to help. But, um, yeah, I think everywhere up in the June Lake Loop is up and running um, and should have plenty of availability still. It's still a little quiet up in June, so I think that uh, in a few more weeks we'll, uh, we'll start to see it get a little busier up there. Now, Stan, I know you're ready to go on up there, but uh, you're polishing your boat off. But uh, there's a, a, a particular procedure that if you're bringing a boat up there, you've uh, got to follow. So uh, what is that all about? Mostly that quiet check. It's the same thing, you know, if you can go online and see how they do it at Castaic. Um, just clean and dry. Make sure your all your pumps are dry when you turn them on, so there's no water in your boat or no water in your line. Um, you know, take your, your anchors out, clean your anchor lines before you go up. Make sure they're dry, but there's no dirt or anything attached to your anchors or mud. Um, those things are imperative. So just it's the normal clean and dry, but make sure you take it take care of it before you go to Crowley. I think is the best idea. Right. Now, is that just yeah. for, uh, Abby, is that just for Crowley, or is that also for uh, uh, lakes in the June Lake Loop? Crowley Lake is the only lake in the eastern Sierra around here that actually does a quagga muscle inspection. Um, now, that doesn't mean you should, you know, take an infected boat anywhere no. else. No, but, uh, We are the only ones that have the uh, DWP inspection. Great. And... And right now, uh, what's it looking like with uh, water levels over there? I mean, we've had great snowpack, and is that translating into good water levels? You know, for the most part, yes, it is. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to see a lot of the lakes recovering. And uh, right now what they're kind of doing is, uh, for Crowley here, is they've let some water out, filled up the reservoir south of here, and made room for more snow and more runoff. So we'll set, we'll start seeing all the lake levels come up now as it starts getting warmer and more of the snow is able to melt. So, but yeah, you could. It's a definite definite difference when you drive around and you see these lakes are have quite a bit more water than you're used to. 
You know, and it sounds like uh, you go to Crowley Lake, uh, you can bring your own boat and launch there, and there are boats available they can rent. But if you don't get into that, that, that's still not a reason to keep you from going on up because it sounds like there's great shore fishing there. And, Abby, uh, where can people find that you're aware of right now the best shore fishing on Crowley Lake? Well, um, I've been telling people you either want to come down and fish in Whiskey Bay, which is our harbor, or uh, actually some guys are doing really well on the on the north landing up by Green Banks, which there's a separate entrance up there, but uh, there are some guys doing really good up there, catching quite a few nice nice sized fish up there. All right. Well, Abby, if if we want more information about the operation at June Lake or at Crowley Lake, again, where can we go to to stay in contact with you and get the latest and make reservations? Well, for June Lake Marina, I would give them a call at 760-648-7726, or uh, you can go to our Crowley Lake website, CrowleyLakeFishCamp.com, or call us at 760-935-4301. All right. Abby, thanks a lot for just a great report, and, uh, man, we are so happy to see that the fishing's up there and that... uh, when Stan gets up there, it looks like he's going to have one heck of a time, too. Thanks a lot for uh, your report and giving up some of your Sunday night to be with us. Oh, of course. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. Thanks, Ab. Hey, hey guys, that just about uh, kicks it in the head tonight. Thanks a lot for all your contributions. And, Wendy, you got any special trips planned coming on up, or are you going to be uh, babysitting that new addition to your family? I think she started babysitting already. I think she must be babysitting that little dog. All right, Stan. Hey, thanks a lot. Uh, I appreciate it. When do you leave for Crowley? Well, I've got a couple of weeks left before I uh, I get the finalization to this boat. I've been kind of fixing it up a piece of time and putting new Lawrence electronics on it. And um, just kind of peeking and tweaking it from what it was into what I'm going to make it for. You know, primarily, it's Crowley Lake and fishing the Sierras, unless you want to go fish stripers at Castaic or something like that with it. But uh, I got about another two weeks I'm having a, a cover put on from Al up there at Castaic at the uh, uh, it's Al's boat works up there, and uh, I'll probably have him check out, make sure my radios work perfect because he does all of that for me. They've got one for just a VHF radio and another one for listening to uh, music, and which is, comes in handy while you're out there sitting there fishing for trout. Um, but, you know, the, I've got just little pieces of the puzzle I'm putting together to make it comfortable. All right. Hey, everyone, we've run way over time tonight. We want to say thank you to Jorge and, and Ben to here in San Diego, always in memory of Big Tuna Bill. Stan and Wendy, thanks a lot. We'll see you on the water. We'll be back next Sunday night at 5.05 p.m. on AM 540 or at com. So until then, great fishing, everyone. Keep safe. We're out for now. You've gone fishing.